Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review, whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast. Tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Again, episodes five and six. It's the Bulls documentary, it's the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, the most watched thing on the internet at this point in time. Every Sunday, men and women, but mostly men across this country, hop on Twitter to give their thoughts. Tweet their opinions, give hot takes about something that happened 23 years ago. Who would have thought? And me, 22 year old, who was born the last year of this championship team, does a podcast about it every Sunday night. What a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! Welcome back to another episode of the Listen Why You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, Fast Growing Podcast, and a history of podcasts. Do not Google that, because that is a fact, though. I am your host, Dom Sharp, and once again, I'm here to talk about the Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. Uh, on Sunday, episodes five and six, I believe, aired of the Bulls documentary on ESPN. Uh, before I get before I get into this real fast, when I I I I, I think I might have said this last time, I thought that. I thought that this, like, I thought the episodes was going to be on Netflix, like, the week after, or the day after, whatever, it came out on ESPN, but that's not the case. But that's weird, because if, you if like, Netflix is Indonesia, and Netflix in uh, Maroon, or whatever fucking country you want to think of, the, the whole thing is out, or I think the whole thing is out on Netflix now. Like, it's out on Netflix already. So I, I only know this because people that have VPNs who like who use VPNs to watch content in different countries on Netflix, they have it, which kind of pisses me off. Because like, why not just put it up there for us? Like, I get ESPN is trying to like stroke every single single dollar on like, ESPN is struggling for content. Like they are struggling. I don't know. Like I haven't watched ESPN like during the week. Besides for like on Sunday when this shit comes on. So I don't know what they're showing during the week. I don't know if they're just playing reruns of first take. Or maybe they just playing reruns of the last dance all day, every day. So I think that's why they haven't put it out there because they just need content to show. Because without sports, what the fuck are they gonna talk about? Like this it's a it's a it's a platform built around talking about sports, but if there's no sports to talk about, what the fuck are they gonna talk about? And ESPN is hurting, so I get that, but for me personally, I would have liked to be able to like you know, go back the, the next day and like watch it again. Cause like I'm, I'm doing this podcast like immediately after I watch it. Like I, I watch it the first time when it airs and then fucking Scott Van Pelt, he does like his little recap of the show and I steal some notes from there. Then I rewatch it again for a second time. Cause they show it again. They show both episodes again after that. So I rewatch it the second time. So I do it. I do this podcast around like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning after I took it in us a, a, a sufficient amount of content on the Jordan doc. So, that's my um, that's my little rant about that. But this ep- these two episodes were 
weren't as entertaining as the other ones, but these episodes were more informational, I would say. Like, I, I, I think that these two episodes, like, I don't think no episodes are ever going to be as interesting to watch as the the Robin episode. But I think that's just based on who Dennis Rodman is. Like, Dennis Rodman is an interesting person already. So, of course, this episode would be interesting. So, I don't think that any episode after this is going to be that interesting. But it was a few, like, interesting tidbits about this episode that I, like, want to talk about. Number one, the episode starts with Kobe. Uh, first, first of all, R.P. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant passed away this February, so that's that's new. That's not news to anybody. If I just broke that news to you, that's fucking crazy. If you if you were just like fresh out of jail or like you've been living in the woods for the last four months and you just clicked on my podcast and you heard, wait, Kobe's dead. I feel bad. I'm sorry I had to break it that way, but yes, Kobe Bryant is dead. And sometimes I think about that shit all the time. Like Gigi's Kobe's Bryant daughter, who who also passed away on like Day. Her birthday just passed, and I seen that on on Twitter, and that made me think like, damn, Kobe's dead. But that shit happens to me like. Like three times a week, sometimes I just see some random shit about sports. I'm like, damn, Kobe really dead. And I feel like a lot of us have that moment sometimes. It's a realization like this man is not with us anymore. Like he's not here. Like none of us will ever be able to hear a Kobe speech again. Like a new Kobe speech. Like yeah, we can go on YouTube and look up some old shit, but he's never. We're never going to get some new shit. But the first like five minutes of this doc is uh, the All Star Game '97, '98, which was it might have been Kobe's first All Star Game, and you hear. Jordan in the, in, the, in the locker room before the game talking about some that Lyrica boy he going you know he he gonna make the game a one on one game like he gonna go at you like he just he's like he's like he throwing shots at he throwing shots at Kobe but it's more so like him big him up too he's like nah he he gonna like he gonna he gonna get his like he gonna get his like y'all gonna have to stop him because he gonna get his just bigging Kobe up all the way and then there's like uh, a a strict the camera talkie what is known in the fucking uh. The the uh, reality TV world as a confessional, so I've been calling it a a uh, confessional. So in Kobe's confessional, he's um he's talking about like how he asked Jordan about the turnaround jump shot and like like and like what he could do to get his better. And Jordan told him. Not only did Jordan tell him, Jordan said, "Yo, if you need anything, come help me. Like come come holler at me. Like if you ever need any help, come holler at me." I think it's a testament to how great Kobe is. Like I think Jordan saw that in like a nineteen twenty year old Kobe Bryant. It's like, nah, this kid's a great, and I need to, like, keep my eyes on him. Kobe also said some shit that was, like, really interesting. He was like, like, I hate having the conversation about who will win a one-on-one between me and Jordan. Like, I hate that conversation because, like, I don't have five championships without Michael Jordan, which I think is, that's crazy to say because I think most of us, we see we see Kobe Bryant as, like, a killer. Like, we see Jordan as, like, a winner, like, we see Jordan. We see Jordan as the guy who's going to win at all costs. We see Kobe as the guy who's going to kill your team. Like he's he's a killer. Like Kobe is the guy that sh- like like throughout this doc we learned that like Jordan learned at a certain point when to pass the ball. Like he learned okay John Paxson's open in the corner. Let's kick it to John Paxson. He learned that. But Kobe is a guy we feel like Kobe never learned that lesson of when to pass. Kobe was always I'm going to get mines. Kobe's the same guy in crunch time. If fucking fucking Jeremy Lin is open in the corner, he's shooting the ball over three niggas. Fucking Shannon Brown is cutting, and Kobe said, "Nah, I'm shooting this." Kobe's that same guy, so it's like to, for him for Kobe to say that's like we 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 see Kobe as the guys like you gonna get yours, but he's saying, "Nah, without Jordan, I don't get those five. And I think that I think that he doesn't. Kobe doesn't explain this, and I wish Kobe was still around. Like that's 
Like I wish Gilbert was around for a lot of reasons. Number one, he has a family and and daughters that stood alive and he also lost a daughter so i wish kobe was alive for many reasons but in selfish reasons i would i wish kobe was still alive because if he was alive tonight would have been interesting on twitter we can ask him questions like yo like what do you mean by that like what do you mean you know how on like the talkies the not talkies the uh on the scott van Pelt show after the uh episode airs they have like fucking tonight they had fucking charles barkley up there if kobe was alive it would have been kobe bryant was the guy that, that we would be talking to would have been kobe bryant 100 i believe that with all my heart so that's interesting. That's interesting to, for for me to say. Um, also, what I learned was, I, I felt like I knew this information. I felt like I might have known this information, but I don't think I did. Like I know for a fact Jordan didn't want to sign with Nike because Nike, like I, I knew at the time, Nike wasn't a big basketball shoe. They were a track shoe back in the day, and the big shoe in basketball was Converse. Like Bird, Bird was with Converse. Uh, Magic was with Converse. So all the big guys were, were with Converse. So I knew that Jordan didn't want to sign with Nike, but I did know is that Jordan wanted to sign with Adidas. And I know watching, I know Adidas are eating their heart out to this day because Adidas could have signed Jordan. Like Adidas could have created Air Jordan. Adidas could have had the jump man. But I believe they said that they just didn't have the time. They, my what, what I what I wrote in my notes was they said they don't have the facilities for that big man. Like they they, they didn't. That's basically what they said. They said we don't have the facilities for that. And I think that in hindsight, if they was like if they were to go back in time with today's knowledge, they one hundred percent would make the time for Jordan. But at the time, Jordan was like a a, a a two year pro. It's like we like we don't have time for this right now. We don't have time for that. But. Jordan really wanted to sign with Adidas, but Nike gave give him an offer and he couldn't refuse. Uh it's said in doc that like the the best best basketball players that signed with Nike, the best athletes, excuse me, because Nike wasn't a big basketball brand, but the best Nike athletes like Asheroth, Asher, Asher, whatever fucking guy that tennis nigga is, like those guys only made like a hundred thousand dollars off of like uh their uh their branded shoes. But they gave Jordan two hundred and fifty thousand. Like that, that doesn't seem like a lot, but like if we adjust for inflation today, that may be millions of dollars. Like it's like that may be like a Zion type deal, like three million dollars, fifty. Like if we if we if we were to adjust for inflation, that'll probably be millions of dollars. So I think that's interesting. Like Jordan really did not. So if if Jordan if Jordan's father, who was the guy that convinced him to say, "Yo, you gotta take this Nike deal. It's the best deal on the on the table." If Jordan doesn't take the Nike deal, where does Jordan sign? Does Jordan just not? Does Jordan just not have that signature shoe? Do we never get jump in? Do we never get 30 plus years of people dying over shoes? Of Jordan be the biggest name in, in, in pop culture and in, 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 in sneaker wear? Do we not get that? Because I feel like, I'll say pop culture because I feel like part of the reason Jordan became so big out of basketball was because of the shoes. Like those people who didn't watch basketball who knew who knew Jordan was. Like, think about this for a second. Me, I'm 22 years old. Like, I I was born 97, October 27, 97. So this season, the, the last season, started the same year, like my same birth month. So I was a I was a fetus. I was a I was a newborn when this shit happened. But me, at the age of seven, I knew who Michael Jordan was. Have I had Michael Jordan playing career was long done. The Wizard situation was already done. It was all over with. And I knew who Michael Jordan was. Not because of like the lore of his greatness, but because of the shoes. I wanted Michael Jordan shoes. I wanted a pair of Jordans. So do we not get that long-lasting, iconic image 
That's that's something to think about. I honestly don't think like because who does he sound with? Did he sound with Converse? I think Converse fumbles the bag because Converse eventually did fumble the bag. Maybe or maybe because think about it. Nobody like after the Jordan Bird earlier era. How many more athletes, basketball athletes, actually sound with Converse? And maybe that's because Nike really saw the saw the profitability of basketball and pivoted to basketball and just took all the, and took all basketball athletes. Maybe that's what happened. But at the same time, it's like if you were a giant like Converse who signed two of the biggest stars of the 80s, you would think that your name would hold some weight when you come talk to these athletes, especially at this time. Like you should be talking about the 90s here. So a lot of those kids grew up on Magic and Bird. So I would think that they would like have some they they was hold some weight. Like you come talk to a kid fresh out of college as Converse, but yo, we had Magic Bird. That would entice them to go sign with Converse. That's what I would think. That's just my thought process. But they did. So maybe if Jordan doesn't sound with uh, Nike, maybe he sounds with Converse, and Converse completely fumbles the bag, and we never get the, the Jordan shoe that we know today. Maybe we just never get that. I think that's I think that's really a really interesting thing. <clears throat> what I did know was is that the famous Jordan shrug, like when he make the shot and shrug, I didn't know that happened in the finals. That happened in the finals against the Blazers. That was the first game of game one where Mike, the whole the whole time before the series, people, Clyde Drexler himself has said that Jordan was number one and he was number two, and people in the media ran with it. And Jordan saw, thought that was so disrespectful for him to be ever compared to Michael fucking Clyde Drexler. Now, I don't know a lot about Clyde Drexler, but I know his name is Clyde DeGlyde Drexler, so I know he's like a really good dunker, and I know he's like, a, he must be a pretty good basketball player. He played for a long time. But Jordan was like, this nigga's nowhere on my level. He said, he said he took a fist to the people comparing the two. He said, there's like there's no comparison. And he went out, dropped 35 points in the first half. In the first half. Against on this nigga head. And said, suck my dick. We're not the same. I think that's a, a testament to like how who Jordan is as a as a as a as a as a, as a competitor. Like he he never wanted. Like I said, I said it. I said it before. I said it again. I think Jordan. I think Jordan is a competitor. Like, okay, I see. Like this, the three greatest like wings guards of all time is Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Now LeBron's the guy of my era. Of course, I'm 22. Like in 2004, when LeBron was drafted, I was seven or two or three. One of those, I was like seven or six years old. So I grew up with LeBron in my life. Right. The 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 generation right before me, like my cousin, who's 28. 26, 20, 26, 26, 28, like that. His guy is Kobe because Kobe was the guy he grew up watching, right? And then before that is my dad, like who's in his forties, right? That guy for him is Michael Jordan. So those three go. So those three best, best wings and guards. We see Jordan as a killer. We see Jordan as the most competitive athlete on the planet. No, excuse me. We see Jordan as just not a killer, but we see Jordan as the most competitive athlete on the planet. On the planet, we see him as a winner. Now Kobe's the guy we see as a killer. Kobe's the guy that's not going they, like he's he's going to take the shot, like he's going to get his. That's who we, that's how we see Kobe. Like if the game plan to stop the Lakers is stop Kobe, because if you can stop Kobe, you can beat the Lakers. Even that, that's hard because Kobe is going to get his. And we and we me personally, I see LeBron is the best athlete on the planet, the best athlete to ever live. 
Now he may not have the killer instinct that Kobe. He made he may not have the he may not have the competitive for Jordan. But as it comes to like physical attributes, I don't think neither Kobe or Jordan can hold a candle to LeBron. Like I think that when you watch like I I watched Kobe play. I watched Kobe in the 2010 finals against the Celtics. I watched it. Kobe was magnificent in that series. But I don't think his athleticism matches anything LeBron can do. I've never seen Jordan, but I've seen the highlights of Jordan. I don't think even Jordan on his like most competitive days cannot do the shit that LeBron can do with with a basketball in his hands. I don't think it's I think it's there. I don't I don't think it's possible. But you say all that to say Jordan is still like I'm going to like Jordan was going to find a way. Like Jordan's no, he's Jordan Jordan Michael Jordan probably knows he's not half an athlete. As as LeBron is now, I'm that that may be a stretch. That may be a stretch. I'm, I, I I admit, but LeBron's a six eight two forty small forward point guard who can handle the ball, who can pass the ball, who can dunk the ball, who can shoot the ball, do all those things, and he could do those things from day one. He wasn't the best shooter day one, but he could shoot the ball day one. I think Jordan will see that and be like, "I'm going to be better than you." Like Jordan will work himself to be better than LeBron. He was, he already is. He's already better than LeBron. But I think Jordan will work himself into a tip-top shape, like a different type of shape to be a better athlete than LeBron. I think it's how fucking psychotic this nigga is. He's a fucking competitor. I think that the next thing I want to talk about is I'm going in order in my list of things that I wrote down watching. The Jordan, the Jordan and Isaiah beef is a real thing. It's a real thing. And... I heard the stories about the beef. Like I said, this whole podcast is coming from the perspective of somebody who wasn't alive during this. So I heard the stories of the LeBron, excuse me, of the Jordan versus Isaiah beef. Like I heard the stories of this, but I never actually like got to like experience it like this. This is the pettiest beef of all time. So when it came time for the, for, for the dream team, the, the, the 92 Olympics, the dream team team, Somebody called Jordan. It was like, Jordan, are you going to play in the Olympics? And Jordan said, Jordan may be the first nigga to say this. Jordan said, who all going to be there? Jordan might have been the first nigga to say, who all going to be there? Because something like that question matters. Like we all done hit somebody with the who all going to be there before. Then who all going to be there matters. Like it matters. Like if somebody you don't fuck with going to be there, you not sliding. That's like, point blank period. If, if, if. If if it's not gonna be enough, like if man's tell you the list and like you heard like two women, but ten different niggas, all right, maybe I not want to slide. That who all gonna be there matters, and Jordan knew that. Jordan said, "Who all gonna be there?" Right, and the guy on the phone said, "The guy you thinking about is not gonna be there." <laughs> nigga said, "The nigga you thinking about is not gonna be here," and just all right, well, I'm coming. Like Jordan didn't didn't then Jordan gonna say like, "Now nah, I never said his name." So I don't know where he got this notion that, like, I didn't like him. Like, it was me. That was my fault. Like, the media ran with that. I never said his name. But, Jordan, we knew who the fuck he was talking about. Who Like, you had, that's the only nigga you had beef with on the team. Only nigga, that's the only nigga you really have real-life beef with. Nigga was like, nah, bro, like, who all going to be there? He going to be there on my side. He not going to be there. I got to be there. Then he came. Like, like I don't like I don't like I don't like I don't like how Jordan trying to, to pretend like the masses are stupid. Like we're not stupid. You're not gonna say who all gonna be there. No name is said. Just somebody gonna say the guy's not gonna be there. What if he was talking about fucking Charles Barkley? 
you you love Charles Barkley. Like it's on paper that Jordan and Charles Barkley are best fucking friends. So it's like, come on, like no, we knew who you was talking about. He knew who you was he knew who you was talking about. So I didn't have to say those names. Like we knew. But what I also learned is Isaiah had beef with everybody. I be, Isaiah had beef with Scotty. Isaiah had beef with uh Magic. Isaiah had beef with Bird. Isaiah had beef with everybody. So I don't think it was I think it was a conscious decision for whoever put the team together for them just not to invite Isaiah. It's like for us to have the best chemistry on this on this on this on this trip in Barcelona, for us to have like the best possible chance to win, I think it makes sense for us not to bring somebody who the other guys don't like into the equation. Cause it's obvious. It's obvious that the other guys just did not like Isaiah. I mean I watched the Bad Boys Pistons 30 for 30 when that came out a few years ago. When I watched that, I didn't really see Isaiah Thomas as this unlikable guy. Like, I didn't see him as a guy that people, like, disliked or people hated. But I do see why people could see him like that. Like, he played for a team that beat and beat, battered, and bruised everybody else's team. And all he did was smile the whole time on the court. So he did was smile and laugh and be happy. So I could see how. And he also got into tiffs when I, I watched the videos. He got into tiffs, kerfuffles, if you will, with mad different people. So like I get it, but this that beef, this beef is way too, way too long. This beef is ridiculous. It's a long. Last week's episode, I believe episode three or four, they talked about the beef. And Jordan was like, I don't care who the, what the fuck y'all play me right now. That nigga's a bitch for walking off the court. And then Jordan to come back and be like, no, is he going to be there? Fuck him. Like that, this beef is still, it went, it went from 90 fucking two all the way to 2020. It's a real fucking beef. Like that's real life beef. That's on site beef. Uh, I think that the whole thing with today's players are like two buddy, buddy with each other are, is way too overblown. Especially watching this, watching this doc, you see how close Jordan was with like everybody he hated, right? People say, "Oh, LeBron's too nice to people." Oh, every, 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 everybody want to be friends. Everybody want to be friends. Like it's on paper that LeBron and like, excuse me, that fucking Jordan and Charles Barkley are best friends. It's on paper, and, this, and these niggas played each other in the finals. Chuck took one of Jordan's MVPs one year. He did that. They, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan said. Magic said out his whole mouth and out his own mouth that like M- Magic and Mike played cards together. Now, granted, Michael played cards with anybody because he was just super competitive. I'm. He, I think he got gambling shit. We gonna we gonna get there. He, we gonna say we're just competitive, right? I think that you don't just play cards. Like I'm not playing. Like I'm not playing Uno with a nigga I don't fuck with. Like you gotta, that's that's an intimate thing. Even though it's like it's even it's like, like you're not about to sit down and because cards isn't a game that just go by fast. Like you see what I'm saying? Like that's that's a that's the thing that takes a while. Y'all gonna be talking, y'all gonna be joking, y'all gonna be bullshitting with each other for a while. And it's not the first time where Jordan has done something with an opponent of his. Like we talked about it in the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals game from I believe it was eight. 91 or some shit like one of those years where he played. No, it, no, it wasn't. He was because he won a championship. 91 it might have been 90. One of those years I wasn't allowed. So I can't tell you one of those years he played the, the Celtics in the Eastern Conference championship game. And right before game two, he took Danny Ainge to the golf course. 
Like he's love, he loves being buddy buddy with these guys. So that whole thing that LeBron's too friendly with people. Oh my God, Harden wants to be friends with everybody. Oh my God, all this players too friendly. Jordan was the same exact way. All you niggas, all you old head niggas that call Jordan the goat, it's the same fucking way. It's the same fucking way. And you need to cut that bullshit out. Also, while I'm here, Michael fucking Wilbon is a big doofus. That's that guy's a fucking doofus. Like I love Michael Wilbon, and like I get it, he's an elder statesman, and he was around, and he watched the shit. But he said some of the dumbest shit I ever heard in my fucking life. He's a doofus. He said that Michael Jordan would average fifty in today's NBA just because how competitive he was. He said just for like, just for um, you know, was it fifty or forty? He it was some outrageous number. He said he would average in NBA. Like you can adjust for like all the new athletes and shit in the world. He think that he's just too competitive. He wouldn't lose. Suck my dick. Suck 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 my dick. Shut the fuck up. Like that's dumb. Like that's some of the dumbest I ever heard. Of. Like I believe Jordan is competitive. I, I don't believe that Jordan would just be a scrub in today's NBA. No, he would still be the best player in the league. Like if Jordan played into in today's league with LeBron, there would be no question who was better. Like I think we would know. Like Jordan was a better player, but I think people would still look at it like LeBron's a better athlete. I think that would be still the conversation. I think that that conversation I made earlier would still happen. I like Jordan's a better fucking basketball player, but LeBron's a better athlete. Point plain and simple. I think that would be what we said. But at the same time, like averaging forty points, no. And like, like people on the Elo, on the internet be like, yo, 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 Jordan had to play against Craig Elo and Danny Ainge. Nah, it was some like he played against Starks too. Like he played against some stern defenders. Like he had to play against Ron Harper at a point before he was before he was on his team. So he played against some guys who could play defense. But I don't think any of those guys are Kawhi level or Paul George level defenders. Like, um, I don't think any of those guys are those level, like, on-ball on defenders. I don't think that happens. Like, point blank, period. Jordan averages 27, 28 points a game in today's NBA, but not 40. Shut the fuck up. And then it was said that uh, Kevin Durant wouldn't be as great as people think he would. Kevin Durant, if, if Kevin Durant was in the NBA in the 90s, a 6'10 power forward, 6'10, 6'11 power forward, who can handle the ball and shoot it, lights out from anywhere on the court. You're saying that he's not going to be dominant because he's small and scrawny? The whole NBA wasn't buff yet. Nobody was, I'm looking at the old clips, nobody had muscle mass yet. Muscle mass wasn't a thing that happened in the NBA back then. Everybody was just long and linky. So no, Kevin Durant's definitely dominant. He may not be better than Jordan. I think that he doesn't have the same winning mentality that Jordan has, but I think that he's definitely dominant. I think he could take a team like the fucking the fucking the the uh uh uh, uh Cavaliers in the 90s who was which already a pretty good team, the Cavs in the 90s, and I think they win a championship in between one of those years Jordan don't win. I think for sure that happens. 100% that happens. So, no, I don't. Michael Wilbon's a fucking doofus. I had to just get that out of the way because I've seen that clip floating around the internet this week about the doc. And that's, he's a, he's a fucking doofus. He's a, he's a doofus. But back onto the topic of the dream team, uh, Tony Kukoc. Let me, let me say this. Tony Kukoc, it was another player from the Suns that, uh, Kraus, the, the Bulls GM really liked. They really liked it. Like, he really liked the guy and he wanted to bring him onto the team. It didn't, Jordan and Scotty, whenever they didn't like a guy, whenever Kraus liked a guy, they wanted to destroy him. And the biggest time they talk about that in the, in a doc is when it came to uh, Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc was he was touted as the left-handed Magic Johnson 
coming out of fucking Yugoslavia or some shit like that. Like that's how he was he was touted. And when they when it's time for them to play inside the um, the Olympics, Scotty Jordan said Jordan said that he said, "Yo, the Kukos kid, leave him to me and Scotty. We want to show him what's up." Now, eventually, Tony Kukoc became like a great teammate and a great piece for the Bulls team later on. But at that point, how he was introduced to them was like the guy who was going to come and take the team from them. The guy that was going to be the next generation and lead the Bulls into the next three-peat or whatever. So, like, I, th- I think that, think that like, they was like, no, fuck you and fuck him. They did the same thing to the guy that was uh, that, that, that defended uh, Michael inside the finals that played for the Suns. Krauss liked the guy and Jordan said, fuck you. I'm a ball on this nigga. I think that's I think that's swag. I think like instead of like making excuses about why we shouldn't why about why he shouldn't be on the team is that third Jordan just said no. I'm better than him. Fuck him. That's that's pretty fucking swag. Whatever we also swag is Jordan said fuck Reebok. It's public like I said, it's publicized. Everybody knows this. This is common information. Jordan was a Nike athlete, which Lauren became his own brand, the Jordan brand. A Nike athlete. And Jordan was a, a, a writer from back in the day. So Jordan was like really competitive when it came to his like his alliances. And because he was aligned with um Nike, he didn't want to be seen wearing Reebok on the biggest stage of the world. So it was said that if you don't wear like the Reebok merch you can't be on the podium to accept your gold medal. That was something that Jordan said in the doc. Jordan said, I'm a weird, but instead Jordan just fucking threw a, threw a, threw an American flag over it. Right where the rebound logo should be. He draped himself in the American flag. Swag, swag. That's some swag shit. If you think about it, like, like it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a protest, right? Like I don't fuck with this brand. So I, but I also got to wear this brand. How can I get around this? Well, I'm going to be patriotic. I'm going to, I'm going to be the biggest brand in the country, which is America. Like, fuck, like, like if Jordan don't, if Jordan don't, if Jordan just don't wear the, the fucking jumpsuit, it's a bigger story. Oh, Jordan, he doesn't wear the jumpsuit. Oh, no, no, it's a bigger story. But instead he just drapes himself in American flag. You can't make that a story now because he represented our brand. Like America, the, the fucking like, the American flag is the is the is the United States logo. That's our logo. Like we wear that shit. So for him to wear that is like, nah, that's swag. Like nah, like I I'm American. Fuck Reebok. I'm not I'm I'm not a Reebokian. I'm American. I think that's I think that's a testament to how smart Jordan is too. Like I think that's a, like we talk a lot about how smart LeBron is when it comes to brand awareness and things like that. Like LeBron. Just recently, he he took a he took a boomerang on his story wearing the Space Jam two hat, right? Like the new logo for the new Space Jam movie, and like that's swag, like smart shit. But I don't think we give credit to Jordan for how he handled that shit, because that's that's something that I didn't, I didn't know beforehand before watching this doc. Like that's something that this doc taught me. That's some swag shit. Um, when I, while I'm talking about brand awareness, I think that. We all have heard the saying that Jordan have said, well, Republicans wear sneakers too. It was a guy, it was, a, I forget, it was, a, I forget the name. It was a black senator and in, in, in one of the Carolinas, he was running for senator and Jordan didn't openly endorse him. He didn't endorse him, but he, he, did, he also didn't denounce him either. He just didn't support him. He didn't use his platform for what people say is good. Cause I think that Jordan knew that, his platform wasn't to be an activist. He said, it's like, I'm not an activist. 
Like, I'm not Muhammad Ali. He says that he says he respect Muhammad Ali for standing up for what he believed in. But I don't think Jordan cared that much about politics to say something like that. I think Jordan was just like, why would I fuck up like my bread? Like, but I, I can also see how people like Jordan. I, I also see why like white, like old white guys who like the NBA say things like athletes just shut up and dribble because their goal, Michael Jordan, just shut up and dribbled. Like he did that. He just shut up and dribbled the ball. Like he didn't. He didn't care about social politics. He didn't care about like this is the nineties before. There was any black people in power yet So this is a big thing And I see why like people cared about it But for Jordan not to say anything It's just like come on you're supposed to be on our team But Jordan was on a team of dollar bills Like you gotta think about it Like I don't think I don't think Jordan knew that his legacy was gonna last forever But I think every 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 athlete knows That their highest earning years Are going to be between The years that they're playing So Jordan knew that he had to maximize as much money As, as he could make why he was playing. And the only way he could possibly do that was to stay silent on these topics. Because like he said, Republicans buy sneakers too. But I think that statement by itself shows what size he on. Like it shows what size. He says Republicans buy people too. Sneakers too. So I've, obviously he's a Democrat. Obviously he votes democratically. Obviously he, he has those values. But I think that he understands that like if I say this, I lose money. And you guys don't put money directly into my pocket. Those people do. I think that's that's something, you know, to talk about. Think about. Um, episode six. Um, episode six is probably the least, one of my least favorite episodes so far. It's one of my least favorite episodes. Wasn't interesting, but it was more salacious. It was more scandals that, that people talked about here. Um. Before I get into the, in, in the, in, uh, any any of the serious things, I'm surprised that Michael Jordan lungs held up the way they did. Surprised he was able to play 40 minutes of basketball game and run up a court the way he did. Like if you if I'm watching a doc, and every other scene after every fucking game he got a fucking cigar, like just randoms, like like just like we talk about a team who won 80 who, who won 72 games in a season, 72 games they won. The 72 10 Bulls won 70 games. And they won 60 games one season at the well, the 97 98 season. And Jordan would just in the locker room smoking a cigar afterwards. Like, what? Like, once you win 70 games, 60 games isn't a milestone anymore. But he's in the locker room smoking a cigar. Just he nigga on the golf court just smoking a cigar. He's always smoking a cigar. I'm surprised his fucking lungs held up the way they did. That's interesting to me. Like, this guy. Is a freak of nature, honestly, because like it was like he's smoking weed. Neither like, like weed has some like recovery like aspects to it, like where it it, it can be more helpful than like taking like it can be more helpful than taking a prescription drug because it's natural, essentially like that. So it can help you like your body relax, the muscles relax easier. But this is tobacco we're talking about here. Like tobacco gives you no. Uh, it gives you nothing health wise. It doesn't give you any uh, any nutritional value. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help you like with soreness and and tension in your knees. It doesn't help with any of that. It's just something is a recreational activity. Uh, but I think the big story of episode six is they talked about Jordan's gambling addiction, Jordan's so called gambling addiction, right? Uh, the big thing they talk about is after game one of the Knicks series, which is 
which is where we mo- where we pick off for the most part. Uh, the Knicks took 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 place of the Pistons in the second half of the three P. Something I noticed, like the first half of the Pistons. No, excuse me, the first half of the three P. The first half of the six championships, I should say, the first half, the first three P. The the Pistons was the team that the Bulls had to beat. In the second, in the second half of the six championships, in the second three P. Uh, it was the Knicks. The Knicks was like the new team that was going to bump Jordan around. They were the new team, but they was they were never really on the same level as the Pistons. So I shouldn't disrespect the Pistons and saying the Pistons and saying that, but they were like the new team in the East that they had to get over. But um, they talk about how Jordan just loves to gamble. I believe John Paxton's told the story of how he and like Tony Kukoc and like the other white players, basically what he said, the other white players on the team would be in the front of the would be in the front of the bus playing like one dollar card games, and Scotty and Jordan and the black players would be in the back betting thousands of dollars on, on these card games, thousands of dollars on these card games, and Jordan came to the front of the uh, the bus one time, playing or whatever, and he was like, "Yo, can I play with y'all?" And he looked up and said, "Why would you ever want to play with us?" And Jordan and and uh, Jordan said, "I just want to take your money. I want to have the satisfaction of knowing I got your money in, your, in my pocket." And I don't think that's gambling addiction. I think that's more of a, a a competitive addiction, like he said. Like I don't think Jordan is addicted to gambling. I think Jordan is addicted to being competitive. I think he's addicted to beating you. I think I, I think he's addicted to being better than you. I don't think it's I don't think it's the money that's the issue here. I think Jordan would play for free if it came down to it. But money just adds stakes and makes you play harder. And Jordan wants you at your best. Like, if you play two K with your friends for fun, yeah, it hurt when you like it hurt when you lose. But at the end of the day, what did you really lose? But when y'all put money on the line and you lose, it hurts way more because you actually physically, tangibly, you lost something that. You lost something. That was yours now. And I think that's why Jordan liked to gamble because it wasn't the idea of, oh, I can win money. Because he was like, he was good for it. He didn't need fucking money. Money wasn't an issue for him. It was the idea of like, I can take this from you. Jordan said he never bet on games. He bet on himself. Like, I bet on me. Because he knew he could, he knew that he can control the outcome. I think that's the difference between like a guy who has a gambling addiction and a guy who uh, has a competitive addiction, right? Because the guy who has a, a gambling addiction, he's betting on football games where he has he has no chance to to de- like determine the outcome. Like he doesn't put anything towards that game. All he does, all he can do is watch it and root for his team that he bet on to win. That's all he can do. But a guy with a but a guy with a competitive addiction can say, "Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna bet you that I can do this." And he can work his hardest to do that because he know he has the power to control that. I think the whole idea that Jordan had a gambling addiction is way overblown. And it's all started because Jordan went on a trip and the whatever round that was after game one to AC and he gambled. People say, well, does he have gambling addiction now? It wasn't like he had a gambling addiction. Jordan says that he just wanted to blow some steam, which I, I don't, I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm not mad at that. Like that, if that's the way he decompresses, is like losing some money or winning some money. Sure, but we can't mad at that because literally the week before last last episode, we just talked about how Rodman walked away from the team for three days to fucking decompress and went to Vegas, the gambling capital. Now, granted, he didn't gamble; he was more partying. But like, like different people, like 
you know, different strokes for different folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jordan's way of decompressing was to gamble. That was his that was his way to take his mind off basketball. Rodman's way to decompress, to take his mind off basketball was to party. So like it's different strokes. You know what I'm saying? I think that we shouldn't we shouldn't crucify Jordan for what he did. Like I think all the evidence shows that he doesn't have a gambling addiction. He has a, he has an addiction to being competitive. He has a he has an addiction to taking people's money. I think um the real problem is um, David Arder says the Jordan going to a the Jordan thing the Jordan going to AC became a dick bill because he has a history with gambling with a guy named Slim Borge. Slim Borge was like this drug guy, and Jordan wrote him a check for fifty fifty seven thousand dollars. And at first, Jordan said it was a loan, right? He he said we see he's loaning some money, and then once he got into court, he couldn't lie on the stand. He said I had to pay back my debts, and the only reason he didn't say it was a gambling debt because he was embarrassed to say it was a gambling debt. I don't think he was. A, I don't think he was embarrassed in the idea of like I'm embarrassed to say like uh you know I was gambling. I think he was embarrassed that he'd lost. He lost a bet. I think I think that's why he didn't want to say it. Like he was embarrassed that he actually fucking lost. Like losing is the biggest thing to him. Losing is what drives him. So I think I don't think it was the idea of like him like saying that like he was trying to hide. He didn't want to lose. The gambling there, the gambling there really pissed Jordan off to the point where he didn't talk to the he didn't talk to the to the uh, to the press for two weeks. And when he finally did, the only guy he wanted to talk to was Amar Rashad. I always wonder why Amar Rashad was like so big in the basketball community. Like I used to watch NBA TV in like the the early two thousands, like excuse me, the, the like the early twenty tens, like twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Used to be really big in NBA TV. Used to come home and turn it on and just watch everything about the NBA. That's how I like that's how that's how I got into NFL too. I just came home, it was on one day, and I just watched a hundred of uh, like fifty of those top ten videos. Top ten besters, top ten. I watched a hundred. Like it was like a like NFL Network was like a match a fucking Watch Mojo channel back in the day. But I digress. But that's how I got into the NBA. And Amara Shah was always on NBA TV. And I was wondering, like, what did this guy do? I believe he. And I was like, what, like, what, what makes him special? Like, what, like? And I think he was just Jordan's friend. Like he was a great NBA reporter. And he was Jordan's friend. But um, yeah. Talking to Amara Shah with sunglasses on. Really didn't help his case at all. Like, guy could have been drunk or anything. He said, "No, I don't, I'm not. A, nah, I'm not addicted to gambling. I'm addicted to winning." Like, I think that's so swag of Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan. The one thing I learned through watch, one thing I learned through the doc so far, is that Michael Jordan is going to do what the fuck he wants to do. You can't tell him otherwise. No, why? Because he's Michael Jordan. Like, it was uh, uh at the at the All Star game, the last All Star game. It wasn't his last Oscar game because he had another one with the Wizards, but the what the, the one they perceived to be his last Oscar game the, at the ninety seven ninety eight season with Kobe. Um, damn, Kobe really did. <laughs> Sorry, he just got off track. But uh, nah, that that game when Jordan won the uh, the Oscar MVP before Stern gave him the trophy, Stern said, "I'm only giving him the trophy if he promises he come back for another year." <laughs> like that's how much of a that's how much how important he was to the league. That's how, like, if I'm David Stern, I'm stepping in, and I'm telling fucking uh, Reindorf, I believe is the owner's name, and I'm telling Kraus, like, yo, I'm, I'm telling Reindorf, yo, fire this nigga Kraus so that Phil Jackson can stay so Kobe can stay. Like, the reason we all making so much fucking money now because of that bald guy right there that we're 23. 
reason all of us are making so much money because he has made this game accessible to anybody that want to come pick it up. He's everybody's entry point into basketball, Michael Jordan. So why would we why would we allow him to just, to just retire when he can still ball out like this? Somebody said like anybody who believed that Jordan couldn't ball still, who couldn't play at the highest level at, well into his 30s had to shut the fuck up when he balled at the All-Star game, when he just put up numbers like that. When he won the All-Star MVP, like you had to you had to shut your fucking mouth. So yeah, I think Jordan had way more power than it is more, way more power than this doc would like to tell us. Because honestly, I think that he could have pushed his weight around and got what he wanted. He could have got Phil to stay. He could have got Krause fired. But I think Jordan honestly did not give a fuck anymore. Because if he wanted to, now granted, like in a player, like I'm, I, I live in the player, player, player empowerment era now. So this is where like all the players, they, they fucking throw their body around to get what they want. Like LeBron traded a young core. And multiple first round picks for Anthony Davis. Like, think about that. He traded fucking uh, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram, and like three first round picks for Anthony Davis, who's a free agent after this season and may not even resign with the team. Like, LeBron pushed his body around, so yo, y'all get him here, and he and he got it done. I think Jordan could do that same shit, throw his body weight around, and get the shit that he wanted, to, and get the shit that he wanted done the way he wanted it. But I don't think Jordan cared anymore because a guy that cared would have done that I think it's really interesting to think about really interesting topic really interesting thing to think about for a second but um I'm really excited to see where this documentary goes like I said these two episodes were my favorite episodes to watch but they were the most ep- but these episodes were, were uh, packed with the most information I think the, the, amount, the amount of time I've talked about it uh, the, I'm, I did 40 minutes today, maybe 50, depending on what the ads and shit come out. But like the amount of the content is actually 45 minutes long. So I think the, the I think the last two are only 30 minutes. I talked for actually 15 minutes about this shit. So I think that shows how much con how much how packed these episodes were with, with information because the other two were 30 minutes long, and I was like, yeah, I'm done talking. But it was so much to unpack in these episodes. So they were my favorite to watch entertainment-wise, but they were so much more informational. So I appreciate them for what they were. Uh, like I said, I cannot wait to see where this podcast, I cannot wait to see where this documentary goes. Episodes six and seven should be released next Sunday. We got two more Sundays of this. Hopefully, hopefully I still don't, hopefully I still don't have a job. Hopefully um, I'm still at home because... Currently, I'm still in quarantine. They haven't lived in the quarantine in the state of Philadelphia, in the state in the city of Philadelphia yet, or the state of Pennsylvania yet. So I'm still home. Hopefully, this lasts for a little longer. Uh, new merch is on the way. This is, I haven't I haven't said this on the new merch is on the way. I haven't announced it on our social medias yet because our social medias isn't big yet. So I thought I'd say it now on this podcast, the Jordan podcast. Uh, new merch is on the way. Uh, I got, I got, I got logos printed. I got logos made. I got, I'm getting t-shirts printed as we speak. Um, if you, if you're watching this right now, you can see that uh, a logo has changed. If you're a listener who come back uh, frequently to this podcast, you see that on our Apple, on our Apple podcast page or our Spotify page, that our logo is a different logo now. It's no longer the classic bathroom decal logo. We now have a, a, a potty mouth, as I would say. We have a potty mouth as the logo now. Uh, so. Expect uh, that to be on t-shirts uh, uh, A variation of that to be on a t-shirt um, And hoodies 
Uh, I don't know how I'm going to sell them yet. I got I got an idea for how I want to sell it, but we'll see. I'm very excited. Also, um, I just ordered my MacBook Pro. So Mac, MacBook Pro coming in the mail. Should be this Thursday coming up. You're hearing this on Monday. So by Thursday, well, yeah, I'll release on a Monday. So you should be hearing this on a Monday. You should listen to it the first day it come out. But whenever you hear this, this, this is coming out on Monday, May 4th. So the 3rd. You know, expect expect me to have my lap, my MacBook. Why is that important? It's important because now all those videos I told you guys I was recording this this podcast these podcasts won't have any a, a visual aspect to them because I'm just too lazy to do it. And it's just me. But the podcast what I do with Cam and Rob, those podcasts do have visuals. Like I recorded almost all of them on my phone, and we will be putting the audio on them, editing the videos, making clips. Putting them on YouTube, put them on Twitter, put them on our Instagram page. Full video, full video podcast will be on YouTube soon. So, very excited about that. Very excited. Where me and Cam have been thinking of ways to up our production to take this podcast to the next level. Because like both of us haven't, both of us didn't think the podcast was going to grow as much as it has so far. So just expect these things to be coming in to to happen soon. Um, me and Cam did a podcast. Today's you're hearing this on Monday. Me and me and Cam did a podcast on Saturday that just passed. So that expect that podcast later on this week. Um, but yeah, new things are coming. Good things are happening for the podcast. We're growing, and that's and as we should because this is the fastest growing podcast in history. Podcast. And with that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of the Listen to Why You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fast growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that because that is a fact, though. I have been your host. I'm Sharp. I thank you for listening. And there's two things in this world that every human has, opinions and assholes. I also happen to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem, and I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at listen to this while you shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page. Listen and shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, Go over to our Apple podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. Only way I'm ever going to get better if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.